0: And we're live Yes we are This is sort of like an ominous Type of sound going on over here oh. Like Who knows what's gonna happen on today's show mm-hmm. Look at us back at that time slot Noon o'clock Oh yeah On the eastern seaboard 472 feet below the sea level uh-huh. Buried in the earth Close to the core. Yeah. We probably have something to do with it rotating in the wrong direction, I'll tell you what. Quite warm here, though. So it's nice. It's cozy. Listen, dude. Outside in this world, it's getting terrifying. We need to bury ourselves down here. Mm. Transmit our signals. We might be the last two standing. You never know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess you could add Mo to that and Otis and... But we'll keep transmitting till the bitter end. Mm. Till they come for us. Yeah. <laughs> I like the the broadcast aspect of it. Until our AI overlords come looking for us. Gives a little hope. With their digging machines. Okay, let me change the music here. Trying to dig. Hey, man. I was I was working on something there. dark, dude. I was working. Don't you remember in The Matrix where... Like, they got to be, like, buried, right? Because the sun is gone. They can't get any warmth. And the bots come looking for them.
1: They have a rave.
0: And it's just like, yeah, the numbers get smaller and they, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They, man, they put up a fight. You saw the Matrix? What are you talking about? We're putting up a fight. Yeah. Come on, dude. Well, we have
1: more space. Maybe we can invite some people.
0: We ain't going down to this chat jeep. Yeah, we'll get an elevator straight down. But only yeah. only humans with biological fingerprints. Invite some community members. Humans with biological fingerprints. Yeah.
1: None of the fake stuff.
0: No digital fingerprints. Yeah.
1: No plastic. No anymore. AI
0: allowed. Uh huh. Hey, you get out of here. Skedaddle. Yeah. AI posing as a human T2000 style They're like But I have flesh You're, like, You're synthetic That ain't real Gross They're like I have fingerprints yeah. I'm like, Those are generated Yeah Future's gonna be funky mm-hmm. Got a lot of rain out there Up on the surface And the winter that never happened It happened for three or four days mm-hmm. The winter that never came you think it's coming back? Remind me of Game of Thrones, Well, well, That winter was coming forever. Mm-hmm. That winter there, that was coming for a whole season. I was coming for... I had to watch 20 episodes that thing was coming. Yeah, it was a long season there. I had to watch... I watched another episode of Breakpoint last night. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. watched another Breakpoint. I gotta see... So it's like one episode a month or what? I don't know what it is because they have to have an event, right? Yeah. To make a show out of it. Sure. It's like that one thing. And I got appreciation for this Nadal guy. You ever heard of him? Yeah. With the left hand going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the dirt and still going for years on years on years. Like, how can you have, how can you be that great for that long, Will? Uh huh. How do you do that? He's kind of like LeBron. How can you be From that great tennis. for that long, Will?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, kind of tips maybe he's a cyborg. Hey, man. Maybe he's ChatGPT.
0: Craziest thing happened in the show, and I don't think it's going to spoil anything for anyone because anyone who actually follows the sport would have known this already. Mm -hmm. But one of Nadal's competitors actually hired Nadal's uncle to train him, who was originally Nadal's coach. To get some tips? I, I, I don't know. I just thought, wow. That's bold. Right there. Tony. Tony Nadal we're talking about. Oh, wow. And Tony Nadal and and Raphael. I mean, they, they split up, I guess. And Tony's for hire, and the competitor hires Tony. Hmm. I thought that was interesting. Might get me hooked. Might be some drama. You never know. Well, so
1: it hasn't. Uh, you haven't gone past this point.
0: Well, I don't know how many episodes or whatever. I just it's okay, there's okay. not there's five of them right now. And gotcha. If you watch anything with my kids, they think they're just gonna go next, next, next. I'm like, it's a school night. Uh-huh. It's so a school night. Still no uh, Last of Us, eh? They're like, Dad, you know, Dad. Not fun. That's what I'm, actually my uh-huh. daughter says my name like that. She's Dad. <laughs> She's three years old. She was Dad. Grumbles. Sherry, Dad. Yeah. Wagging her finger Yeah, exactly I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? Dad! Uh, Dad! You're like, what? What's I just got on? here! Yeah I just got here
1: Got you some baby formula
0: I, I got you, uh No, no, no What she wants is Timbits Oh, okay. You bring her 10-pack? You kidding? You bring her yeah. a 10-pack Redeemed And she goes, you know what? Because she, she knows she can't have all those Timbits You know what she does? Shares? No, no, she goes like this. She just can't have all those ten bits. You know what she says? Eh. Can I just hold on to them? Oh yeah. She said, "Can I just hold the ten yeah. pack?" Like, oh, you're just gonna
1: hold it. It's got that nifty little. Uh, you're just bastard. gonna you're just gonna hold it. That's Hell. all. Yeah.
0: Guess what happens after uh, after she I holds it? Yeah, yeah. Guess what happens after <laughs> she holds it? It Gets lighter, doesn't it? Yeah. It gets lighter, doesn't it? Man, oh man. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a Tuesday. The best Tuesday of your life, because it's the only one you're in right now. Mm. I want you thinking about any other Tuesdays, but you know I love the Tuesdays. I'm nostalgic about the Tuesdays. Talked about it before Toonie Tuesday, Mm. Half Price Movie Tuesday, Blue Later Tuesday. Talking about this iPhone Ultra again, now we got all types of people guessing how you might make an iPhone Ultra, what an iPhone Ultra might look like. And so now we have some uh, concepts emerging, not just Willie Do's own concepts, and kind of taking inspiration a little bit from the Ultra Watch, which is the current Ultra product. Mm -hmm. What I like about this concept and what I like about the Ultra Watch in general is the titanium aspects. Yeah. Always been a titanium guy. When it comes to titanium, you got the lightweight, you got the durability, and you get to say titanium. Mm. Great name. Get to say aerospace grade. Because that's what I need in my pocket. Cause I, yeah. Just in case I have to go to space real uh, quick. Uh, Apple reportedly considering releasing the new top of line iPhone alongside future Pro and Pro Max models. See, I told you, you don't know necessarily. Okay, so it's not replacing it. You say yet. you don't know necessarily. You just say, well, you came with the titles. You don't know necessarily. I was listening to a song in the car. It was an old song. It's a guy. He said, I'm the type of guy, I sing like a girl and I sing like a frog. You understand? And in this song, he goes on to change his singing voice, and this is from the 1950s or something, to first a woman, no auto-tune, and then to a frog. And one designer has taken upon himself to envision what such a device could potentially look like. German industrial designer Jonas Dernert came up with this impressive-looking concept, and this is, you know what, Will? Mm. Hang on a minute. You hang on there. Look at that. Because I'm kind of into, you see how he put the texture on the little uh, hold switch there? The texture there is reminiscent of another brand, another brand who's putting out some things. Of course, the alert slider from OnePlus. But also, uh, the watch itself has some of those type of textures, those kind of like little, uh, what would you call a texture like that? Well, Um. careful.
1: It's like a weave pattern. Okay, that's fine. Or maximum grip.
0: Well, listen, <laughs> I guess what I was thinking of was the crown on the Ultra Watch, okay. which sort of has a similar knurdling to it, but it actually is a little different on this guy's render of what an Ultra Phone might look like. You can also see the way that the cameras are embedded in there. It seems to be a little bit different, maybe it's a slight ramp to it. And the buttons on the side... Also reminiscent of the Ultra Watch with ramps going everywhere. Yeah. Ramping up. Although, on the Ultra Watch, it's less of a ramp other than... It's like an extrusion. Easy. Huh? Listen to the terminology just flying around on a Tuesday. Yeah. I learned that through 3D modeling. <laughs> just saying. Are you... Huh? What, what have you been doing lately? What's going on? Uh, you got a spare time for 3D modeling? Well, back in the day. Oh, you know? we're going back. Yeah. Uh, other aspects of the ultra design language have been adopted for this concept include ruggedized ring slash silent switch, programmable action button, just like the watch on the lower left side, and a USB-C port located on the bottom with international orange accents. And then, of course, you've got expanded speaker grills. It even looks a little chubbier, which could be good for an ultra model because you yeah. might want to have some extra battery life since uh-huh. you are now ultra Shout out for the concept. Am I right? It looks great. It's a good looking concept. I might hire this man. Not me. I'm saying if I'm Tim. Yeah. Good on him. Bloatware has pushed. We talked about this yesterday. This is kind of a shock to me. I didn't actually look at the storage numbers on the new S23 stuff. I just kind of, you know, started using it. Samsung has gotten maybe out of control with the bloatware here. Samsung's Android build is four times bigger than Google's and twice the size of Windows 11. Excuse me, and especially that's especially problematic when you have such limited storage space to begin with on the affordable models. Hey, Will, conspiracy theory? Are they trying to push you up to the bigger units? Yeah, let's spend a little extra cash. Uh, don't get concerned about your storage because you need all the 60 gigs of bloat we're giving you. You got to carry that around. Oh, God. Good Lord. 60 gigs of bloat. Okay, let's find out what it is. Uh, On the 256 model, I mean, just right out the gate, you're cooked. Uh, the Samsung S23 is trickling out to the masses. And here we have a storage space survey. Samsung's new phone is way out of line with most of the ecosystem. Several users report the phone uses 60 gigs for the system partition right out of the box. And so, therefore, if you have a 128-gigabyte phone, that's half your storage mm. for the OS and whatever apps are packed in there and included. Four times the size of a Pixel 7 Pro. Company tends to change everything in Android just for change's sake. Hard to imagine those changes are very good. Second, Samsung may want to give the appearance of having its own non-Google ecosystem, and to do that, it clones Google Apps. Well, have you seen this before? You end up with extra voice assistants or browsers, or you even end up with Samsung's very own app store. Yeah. And then just a bunch of other uh, multimedia stuff, AR stuff, video game stuff, health, Health. Samsung health. I mean, you can see them all over there. The uh, file browser, which I actually kind of do use smart things integration samsung tv plus and so on and so forth so you kind of are doubling up to a certain extent Samsung Pay, I guess. Now, well, in my experience, I've been able to remove a lot of this or disable it, but it is annoying out of the box. Mm. Unlike a clean OS you can get from Google or Apple, Samsung sells space on its device to the highest bidder via pre installed crapware. Company like Facebook could buy a spot on Samsung's system partition where it can get more intrusive system permissions that aren't granted to App Store apps, letting it more effectively spy on users. Easy. Mars Technica going for the jugular. Yeah. You'll also find Netflix, Microsoft Office, Spotify, LinkedIn, and who knows what else. So there, there's a, a little subsidy there. They get a few bucks. They say, "Okay, you can go on there." However, you got guys like Tim Sweeney that sit there and say, "I'm glad they have their own app store and ecosystem. They do stuff like this because I'm sick of Apple taking their cut and not having other options." Mm. But it comes with its consequence, and this is the hellhole that Apple's always talking about when they say, we run the mall, we clean the mall, let us charge whatever rent we might like for these beautiful stores. That's Tim saying that. And then others say, uh, no, no thank you, your rates are too high, and we'd rather do something else. We'd rather go to the flea market and have more fun over there. We'd rather be at the flea market where we can negotiate a little bit. Well, we can say, what's your best price? What's your last price? You've seen this stuff. Happy? I've been to a flea market. Yeah. 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 I've been there before. When I was in India, everybody told me, nah, man, you got to negotiate. I was like, I I don't, I don't even need these sunglasses. And they're like, just try it. And so I go over and I'm looking at the sunglasses and the guy, he sees me from a mile away. He's like, well, obviously we have a tourist here Uh and whatever. I don't remember the price he told me, but then the guides and stuff I I was with, they're like, offer him half of that. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just kind of the way it goes. It's a little little bit of fun, though. Yeah. You know, you know, Vin, he's all over that type of stuff. Big fan, yeah. Uh, Microsoft overshadows Google's AI event with its own AI event on a Tuesday. Everybody's AI, everybody in the AI game.
1: So Google is happening tomorrow, and Microsoft is happening in 45 minutes. Oh,
0: they went. In front of Google, yeah, there's a battle going on. There's a war going on inside. No man is safe from yeah. some Mob Deep lyric. Mm. All right, I don't know if a guy like you is up on that type of stuff. I don't know what you were doing in 1996. Uh, Go ahead.
1: I was on the internet, I guess, right?
0: Just starting in 1996, around there. We oh, doing some AOL. <laughs> well, you had the CD-ROM. I never got into AOL to no? be honest yeah so how are you getting on there rogers wave a lot of icq no 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 but i'm are saying you? i'm saying aol used to be a, pro- a service provider as yeah well. and I you put the disc to, in and it's a dial-up yeah oh god what are we doing 400 years old back when i was a boy relics i used to i used to go to school uphill both ways that's, that's the oh, geez. the classic meme. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Yeah. I don't know, but it sounds hard. Yeah. Artificial intelligence war is heating up. Google announced an event on Wednesday to discuss its efforts in AI and possibly discuss its upcoming ChatGPT competitor, Microsoft, which has large investments in OpenAI's ChatGPT, made a surprise announcement of an event on Tuesday, the day before the Google event. They're like, surprise. We were here first and ever heard of chat GPT? Yeah, us too. We gave them billions. I think you guys care more about that than stupid Google. They only know about search. They don't know about AI. Meanwhile, Google's over there saying, we uh, we like AI too. And they actually made some of their own investments into uh, other companies, which they may be talking about come tomorrow. But ultimately, what does this mean for the AI business, uh, the AI world, AI adoption? You got all these talented people pouring resources into this thing acceleration mm-hmm. you take a very deep breath there will it seems like it's a huge big bet people are saying huge faster than the internet faster than the smartphone uh-huh. faster like adoption rate yeah. adoption rate my brother's over at my house uh, last night and my kid's doing his homework and my brother without thinking i'm listening is saying let's just use chat for a You're kid, like hey, hey for hey, a kid in elementary school I heard school. that yeah i was like Vin, what are you, Finn? what are you doing man instantly he's just cackling <laughs> without hesitation he's like i yeah, just throw it in chat gpt was like he's like explaining it he's like you won't believe it it'll spit out the yeah. you know, the paper done right like that Where's your laptop let me just do it it's for like yeah you. Like, you know i was i was in the background i was like maybe for an outline maybe just to get your outline <laughs> The smallest voice. Google announces Bard AI in response to ChatGPT. Bard, is that the name? <laughs> well, you better stop. What do you think? Huh? A new conversational <laughs> AI technology <laughs> coming up to the public called Bard. <laughs> well, well, it's a weird, <laughs> weird name. But I'm, I'm sure there's like a history to it, right? Or maybe it's like a working title. Google will open up Bard to trusted testers. <laughs> Before making it more widely available to the public in the coming weeks, the company said in a blog post, and maybe it stands for something, like an acronym. Yeah. maybe B A R D. Well, they
1: need to work on their branding to let CNBC know.
0: They have uh, all the letters for the word brand other than N in, in BARD. Google on Monday announced an artificial intelligence chatbot technology called BARD that the company will begin rolling out in the coming weeks. BART is powered by the company's large language model, Lambda, or Language Model for Dialogue Applications. Google will open up the conversation technology to trusted testers. I don't know how to become one of those. I want to be one of those. <laughs> ahead of making it more widely available to the public. I have to say, though, as much as I'm terrified about the whole AI thing and uh, even OpenAI AI executives and presidents and so forth coming out and being like, hey, man, we need regulations, and we're all dead, whatever. Mm. The, uh, there's another scary side of it, which is, if this thing becomes extremely useful and critical for day-to-day life, huh. you don't want to just have one player that's doing it. Yeah. You know, right. They, they, there was already rumors they're going to charge you $45 a month or something, and this is in the short term. This is long before the Matrix and everything else. Yeah, And... By having everyone get interested and enthusiastic but by having a few players involved, I mean, even Tim Cook said we're very interested in AI at a mm-hmm. recent interview. Maybe, just maybe, a little bit of competition here means that you'll end up with better services for less or maybe yeah. some sort of subsidized version in exchange for all your personal information, <laughs> how Google would normally do it. But at yeah. least, you know, I don't know, options, so it's not just haves and have-nots. You can imagine if you had these AI services at like a hundred bucks. And that's not that crazy to think about. There's a lot of people who are going to be well behind that simply can't afford that. Uh And these tools kind of like how people start talking about the internet and internet access Mm -hmm. and how it leaves some at a pretty severe disadvantage, trying to roll out other solutions for internet in places where it's traditionally been hard to deliver. Well, same thing here. You can totally be priced out of this tool and you're spending all this extra time. Like imagine being priced out of calculators for example, yeah. and every other uh-huh. kid in the class has one. It's just like, uh-huh. well, the students that are using AI are on that side of the classroom, and the ones that aren't are on th- It's just, it, it's a weird... So you hope that through competition, it remains relatively accessible. Mm-hmm. PSVR 2 showcase premium PSVR 2 charge station and display stand. What? That's cool, eh? I like it. I never heard of this company, Collective Minds. I presume they are doing accessories. Yeah. Novel accessories for your gaming devices and such. I can see you can select console type. I always hate these accessories that have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. These accessories that are just laying about. And wires everywhere. Wires everywhere. Yeah. I've, I've gone through different stages in my life of wires where at some points I'm like, I am going to zip tie and tape and hide everywhere. And then other times in my life, I'm like, rat's nest. Yeah. Rat's nest. I don't know. It depends. But anyway, this is nice because it has a, a, a little charge station to house everything for your PSVR 2. You can see the way the headset sits in there. It looks like it has a nice LED on the front. It looks like it's currently for pre-order. However, the price is really attractive as well. 20, yeah. $29.99, I would expect a little bit more for something like that because uh-huh. the PSVR itself is like, is it not like 500 bucks? Something like that. Um, but yeah, this is a nice little package. Mm-hmm. What other kind of stuff do these collective minds do? Whoa. They do some different headset stuff. They do uh, looking like uh, battery pack or controller extensions. Look at that strike pack eliminator. Holy cow. Well, these guys are... This is for your... uh, Those that are looking to tweak and tinker. Mod. Mod their uh, consoles and such. What's Cronus Zen? Click on that. Is this like some sort of a 3D viewer type thing? Use almost any controller on any console. Supports every major platform. Oh, this thing converts, allowing you to use... Uh, an Xbox or PlayStation controller on the other console, oh, or mouse and keyboard conversion.
1: I think, we all... hmm.
0: I, think I think this is letting you plug anything into your console, uh, USB peripherals, and have them work pro- properly. Cool, oh, cool. Anyway, yeah, I, I just knew when I saw that first device, I'm like, these guys are probably making some interesting uh, accessories. But anyway, PSVR2, I heard, wasn't selling as well as Sony had expected. I don't know what's going on with the VR thing in general, what it's going to take for widespread adoption, but maybe it's one little charge dock slash display stand. Yeah. Maybe that's what was necessary. Uh-huh. Electrify America slaps frequent EV chargers with 15% price hike. This is funny. I was just talking about Electrify America, actually Electrify Canada, but it's very similar thing. Uh, with people who were asking about cold weather charging and... Also, my adapter just shipped. Okay, <laughs> I'll do an unboxing CCS on. This. I'll do an uh, unboxing on this show of my new. It is a bulbous adapter. Like yeah. that thing is a honker, but it just shipped, and so we'll get the real world reaction to it. But of course, this will open up more charging destinations for me when the superchargers are. And then somebody actually responded to me and said. Hey, dude, why don't you just go to the next supercharger? Trust me, I looked at that, and every single supercharger within, like, a half-hour drive was but was stacked up at the moment where I was having my problem. Yeah, so, it
1: was one of those days.
0: It was, one, it was one of those days. It was
1: cold, and then everyone uses the charger.
0: It did not. It did not matter. But anyway, I got this uh, CCS combo one adapter. There are third-party models we talked about on the show. You can get them on Amazon, but they're not that much cheaper. They're still expensive. Even the third-party one is over like,
1: two hundred. Yeah.
0: So then I was sure. just like, well, I guess I'll just get the uh, official, the official one, and uh, see what kind of packaging it comes in, and kind of maybe do it on the show, but. That'll open up a lot more charge opportunities for me, including Electrify, which has, they do have some stations coming in, Electrify Canada, and then also, uh, and they're installing mostly, I believe, at Canadian Tire Locations, which is an interesting partnership here. Mm. But they have a number of different ways you can charge. You can either charge per minute of charging up to a certain point. Like, it's all very complicated. Is it? And you get premium treatment if you sign up to a monthly subscription then you get a lower rate but obviously you have to be using it enough to justify the monthly subscription it's all very interesting so there's a company pass plus frequent charge program and the rates are going to increase to 36 cents per kilowatt and non-members will go to 48 Cents per kilowatt so you got to do the math if you're using it frequently enough to justify both of these rates are increasing by 0.05 kilowatt but past past plus members obviously also have the four dollar monthly fee which then goes unchanged price per minute rates are also going up customers build at 0.15 per minute for charging it up to 90 kilowatts 0.003 increase and 0.29 per minute up to 350 kilowatts now what I, what I was able to discern and discover just by looking at YouTube videos and all kinds of amazing data out there and information that people are putting together that are super in the EV space, it seems to me, and it does depend on vehicle, but that per minute charging can be very advantageous as opposed to the per kilowatt. kilowatt. So yeah. anyway, but I'm, I presume they're trying to balance those things out. And I presume, well, I mean, to be honest with you, the more demand the mm-hmm. higher the price probably might my, yeah, my sure. go. And then the other piece I just want to add is just maintenance because there are so many different charge networks and options now, and I have accounts for ChargePoint and Ivy Charge and Electrify and obviously Tesla, and there seems to be a wide discrepancy in how quickly a busted charger gets fixed. Mm-hmm. And so that's just one other, I don't know, it's not a complaint, it's just I think it's critical in becoming... The dominant charge station subscription, whatever, is reliability. Like, what am I going to encounter when I get there? Mm. For me, at least. Gotcha. Lou, we need to give Will a break from multitasking and bring Mo Money back to the hot seat. Also, there should be two plus hours. Okay. Shout out. Noted. Shout out, user Greg. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, poor, by the way will do is it's not even multitasking him at this point this is mm-hmm. just single tasking the degree yeah it's a, all natural to me yeah it's like playing a video game like the left hand is just you're moving around <laughs> that's what i see it as and then it's the, overwatch that's right but it's e- way easier yeah it's it's overwatch on easy mode yeah. uh porsche's new sporty electric suv will be an off-road range topping machine i am pumped for this will This is one of the most exciting developments in EVs for me because of how much I like the Taycan and how how much I know that Porsche moves way more SUVs than they do cars. Mm. So when it comes to adoption, like they are going to move a boatload of these things. You better put your order in now. Okay, sure.
1: (laughs) I heard it's going to cost a lot though.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so maybe (laughs) that will actually, but the thing is it can because the demand is going to be stupid. Yeah. They're looking to build on, this, on the success they established with the Taycan EV after producing the 100,000th model in November. The Taycan is expected to be followed by an electric Macan in 2024, an electric Porsche Boxer or Cayman two-seater in 2025, and finally, the electric Cayenne is planned to roll out in 2026. All right, so anyway, you have some time here. Uh so, so yes, the price is actually going to be a whole new price point, much like Apple's Ultra. They're going to look at the Macan, I guess, as the more like the Model Y, I mm. suppose, mm-hmm. and then this would be competitive with like the Model X, but then even more so, where it's kind of competitive, maybe even with, uh, what is it, the like the Ferrari SUV or or or, yeah, or, or the Lamborghini SUV, like maybe yeah. not to the same extent, but. But possibly close, so that is a scary thought that for, looks
1: cool price is that
0: what it looks like no there's better pictures i I gave you two articles, but you picked the one that had worse pictures okay um, I think it, no you don't want to put Macan. you want to put cayenne the McCon will come first, but the one we're talking about here is the uh there you go cayenne e uh no it's, it's it's none of these you have to put electric, oh, yeah and there should be some better images then yeah uh, these are still those are still concept renderings I, i've seen better personally they they kind of just put the front end of the Taycan yeah on, on an suv there which is not bad i mean it's pretty okay. pretty cool uh, render to put together but I i don't know i don't i don't want to go looking too hard people can look it up and see what it looks like themselves but it will be a big seller i think kind of almost regardless of price because people are hungry for these things and there isn't like a crazy stupid premium electric suv right now right mm. the stupid premium suvs at the moment are still gas powered which would be right, right. which would be your oh that's a pretty that's a kind of a cool look as well i think that looks yeah more what i would want it to look like it looks very sporty um so yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's the biggest seller for Lamborghini is the the Urus, and then the and then for like even Ferrari put in SUV. It's kind of crazy. And then Porsche is just faster to get to the electrification, but it's going to cost a boatload. Yeah. And but it'll be off roading, and ho- hopefully it has range. Yeah. I hope it has range, performance and range. Mm. Tesla files to trademark Tesla One for a new in house application. I don't know anything about this. Hmm. Is this some sort of like all-in-one subscription? I think so. We waited until last week to report on this. It got missed by another filing. Uh, The new filing is for the term Tesla 1 based on the the application. It is for a workplace mobile application. Hmm? Is this like some sort of cloud? Uh, Am I going to open my spreadsheet documents? What? Maybe it
1: connects with, um, you know, the the wall thing or like solar, like everything's combined.
0: But it says workplace mobile application. Yeah, I don't know. Is this if you run, a, maybe if you run a fleet of Teslas or you have them for rental or something like that? Mm. Tesla One trademark registration is intended to cover the categories of downloadable computer software in the nature of a mobile application for document management. Huh. Workforce timekeeping and scheduling, analysis of employee time and activity, tracking purchase orders and returns, completing customizable comment forms and database management. Uh, People who work in their cars, delivery people. Uh, Yeah, fleet. Salespeople. Maybe the Tesla Semi.
1: Hmm.
0: The automaker is known for developing its own enterprise software instead of relying on commonly used software from companies like SAP or Salesforce. Most famously, Tesla has created its own all-encompassing enterprise software that manages all parts of its business. So they make their own software for their own business. Hmm. A vertically integrated organization where information flow happens seamlessly across departments. So this could just strictly be for internal use. Infrastructure. Like it In might have nothing, nothing to do with, what, with the consumer at all. Oh. It could have to do with uh, pushing, you know, massive updates to entire fleets. It could Mm. be completely in-house stuff. Click on the the comments. Somebody probably has some insight. There's eight comments. I'd rather see them concentrate on bringing to market some of the vehicles they have talked about. In particular, the low-price EV. Well, yeah. This is a consumer site, so everyone's going to say. Developing in-house software and hardware has been the key reason for Tesla's competitive margin and profit. Yeah, they don't have to buy some expensive subscription from some third-party company to offer those services. Hmm. Just Hmm. build their own software. Cool. Cool. We just said cool at the exact same moment. Yes, you can fix a flooded electric car by covering it in rice. Oh, I heard about this. Who was this? Who did this? Rich Rebuilds. Yeah, Rich Rebuilds. A lot of people were mentioning this to us uh, on the show yesterday. Yeah. And then it's funny because we had the Tesla driving through... The water yesterday as well. Yeah, I
1: should have uh, added that.
0: And it's like a perfect segue into that. Now, uh, did he buy the vehicle water damage or did he water damage it himself? Um, I believe he bought it. Uh, Because you can get deals on it, right? Yeah. Uh, Better known by his moniker, Rich Rebuilds. Internet personality has made a name for himself. By ice-swapping Teslas and advocating for right to repair. Yeah, he's got a great channel. Recently, Rich purchased a hurricane-flood-damaged Audi e-tron and is attempting to restore it to drivable condition. And that all starts with 4,200 pounds, right? Man, some things can only happen because of YouTube. Like, just because you can justify it via YouTube video, you're like, all right, let's try this crazy experiment Uh involving an actual real Audi e-tron. So the $110,000 car had just two, 2,600 miles on it when it was reported as a total loss. Uh, and he was able to get it for $56,000. But a quick look at the car shows why it was so cheap. Water stains can be seen from the seat backs and even on the window glass. Every indication of flood damage. So, of course, you would do what any of us would do. You would dunk it in 4,200 pounds of rice. Yeah.
1: Uh, I hope they had like a huge Ziploc bag as well. For the car, that'll be great. Did
0: it? Did I just say forty two hundred pounds of rice? Is that what it said? That is it, four thousand two hundred pounds of rice. What would that even cost? Four, four thousand pounds of rice. Yeah. Do you? I don't even buy that. I don't buy uh, gro- the groceries. I don't know how much. Um. Yeah. I I'm, mean,
1: it's relatively cheap. Compared to what other, is like a
0: ten pound bag of rice uh
1: maybe twenty bucks thirty bucks
0: okay, so four thousand is still it's not nothing dude <laughs> he actually paid more than if he just I don't think he, <laughs> well, he want to eat that rice afterwards all right so uh so what did he how did he get it inside of the rice, or did he just pour the rice on it
1: I think they he made
0: like a little um wooden box. And oh, there you just go. Poured the rice. Wow. Just suck that moisture out of there. Yeah. So did it work? Uh, look at that title. No, look at, no it says it worked right there.
1: It kind of worked, I, I think. I didn't read, like, I didn't watch the whole video.
0: Yeah, it, it, I mean, I presume, I mean, it's definitely going to work in the sense that it's going to extract remaining moisture, but there's probably still some repairs that are going to have to be done to it. The car not only powered on, oh, here we go. The car not only powered on, but also began to move under its own power, albeit with every fault code known to man displayed on the dashboard. But hey, that's progress, right? It's all but impossible to verify that the rice helped in this case, especially since salt water tends to corrode electronics almost instantly when it comes into contact with the circuitry. Either way, there's still a lot of work to be done. Well, now you have a whole content segment. You have a whole series going on. Will it rice? Yeah, and and so there's like a little bit you hedge. There's some... Even if you end up going out of pocket trying to make it work, you got this video series that Aaron's intrigued by and get some revenue back and good luck to Rich and the whole project. Yeah, and it's a lot of work, so good on him. It looked like he got jasmine rice there as well. I wonder if the type of rice is more effective. I I wonder if the type of rice has any effect. Yeah. Rolls Royce nuclear engine could power quick trips to the Moon and Mars. The company's prototype is a smaller version of the nuclear reactor. It's hoping to send to the Moon by 2029. What is Rolls Royce up to? Yeah, someone sent it
1: over um, yesterday in the chat. I figured it would be kind of cool.
0: Rolls Royce caught the SpaceX bug over uh-huh. here. Like we're never mind. We've been doing this for a while. Now we're yeah. now we're going to the Moon in 2029 super
1: supercars
0: and the moon that 's it so what we 're looking at here is an impression of the propulsion system at work <laughs> it 's glowing <laughs> nuclear dude uh. rolls royce Holdings is getting into the space flight industry, the British aerospace engineering company oh that 's right they do all types of plane stuff too, obviously. <laughs> Uh, says it's developing a micro nuclear reactor that the company hopes could be a source of fuel for long trips to the moon and Mars as humanity begins to venture back into space. With crewed missions scheduled to visit the moon and Mars within the next two decades, technology that moves us throughout the solar system will be a pivotal part of that journey. It's like those nuclear um, aircraft carriers, nuclear powered aircraft carriers. Mm-hmm. They're just like completely self sustaining with their own little reactor. Yeah. Man, nuclear is just, that's some. Wild stuff.
1: As yeah. long as you can harness it.
0: <laughs> That's it. What happens if you don't harness it, Will?
1: Well, everything blows up. Everything. Yeah.
0: Absolutely everything. Uh, So they put out a tweet. Rolls-Royce microreactor designed to use inherently safe and extremely robust fuel form. Each uranium particle is encapsulated in multiple protective layers that act as a containment system, allowing it to withstand extreme conditions. So the future of space flight is nuclear, Well,
1: Yeah. And I also read that they wanted to build, like, um, self-sustaining areas where, like, if it's Armageddon, they can have, like, a bunker. Well,
0: I, su- I suppose, yeah, if you can land this thing, I know Elon's working on trying to land these, but if you could land this thing, could it not become a power source and a, re- a reactor yeah. you bring with you, a portable nuclear reactor? Yeah. Good Lord. I never would have thought this would be what they were up to, but sure. Yeah. Like, Let's they have go. a moon
1: base here with the reactor,
0: maybe? I think not, not, not enough people are appreciating the fact that Rolls-Royce has this pedigree when it comes to aerospace, and they just yeah, picture some ambitious. type of luxury car. Well, but that's not, they're not just a pretty face. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Getty Images sues AI art generator stable diffusion in the U.S. for copyright infringement, and I knew you were going to love, <laughs> I knew you were going to love this side-by-side comparison. Getty Images has filed a case against Stability AI alleging that the company copied 12 million images to train its AI model. I knew this was coming, right? Uh, Without permission or compensation, Getty Images is just all over Google image search, right? Mm -hmm. And it's always watermarked. And I was like, man, for sure, these are part of this training data set. And for sure, they're going to pop up. And for sure, they're going to be way too close to the original. And for sure, as is the case in this case, the watermark is still sort of there, just yeah. garbled up. Uh-huh. And the logo hasn't changed much. And if you put in, if you're able to put in the right descriptor, oftentimes, and we talked about this on a previous episode, you're getting something close to the original. Although, I don't know that you'd ever mistake this for the original. The guy's got a broken leg there. Kick, Their hands are the ball. The hands are, are constantly the problem with AI-generated images. But now Getty is a player who has some money, can get some lawyers, and they have a big enough contribution to the data set that I'm sure it would hurt the data set to lose those training images of Mm -hmm. which Getty owns and the others that all have these, like, licensed, Mm -hmm. watermarked images that could go down the same path. And who knows what they could ask for in terms of compensation. Those licensing deals are expensive. Like, oh, I want to license one photo or one song or something. It's like... Like, this is 12 million images a lot of money. It's it's totally not feasible. They would have to extract it. I don't think they could ever come to a compensation agreement. I don't know. I guess people might have thought the same thing in music at one time. But I feel like music and images are not at the same scale. Uh Uh-huh. But anyway, they did figure it out with music eventually post-Napster... Some of these things are just absolutely terrifying. Like, I don't know. Yeah, no kidding. What is going on with their faces in this one? An example of a grotesque AI-generated image with Getty Images watermark reproduced in the bottom right corner. Now, I presume when you go into these, when you make the request for these images, that you're being very crafty about how you phrase it. And you're saying, I'm looking for a Getty image of whatever. And it's actually able to identify that. Or maybe not. Maybe if you if you're able to describe an image very similarly to what uh, an original source material that you know happens to be a Getty image, then you get something close to the original. But the thing is, with the fair use defense, it has to be a new transformative work. And in this case, with the watermark still on there, I don't know that you can make that case. No, no. And no. so I picture a complete disaster, and need, these AI companies are going to need to. Line their pockets with investments from the big tech companies to defend themselves, or to come to get enough lawyers and expertise on board on board to continue functioning in the presence of these giant image sets that actually belong to groups that normally license them for mm-hmm. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. You're gonna set all types of precedents too. Like this is a very these will be very important legal proceedings. And then you have the artists as well. The photographer in that Photographers case? Photographers and,
1: yeah. like, graphic artists.
0: Well, the photographer yeah. in that case has an agreement, right, with Getty Images, and so yeah. they is the business yeah. from start to finish. Uh, a judge tosses Joy-Con drift class action because of Switch's pop-up EULA, end-user license agreement. Yeah, this is big
1: news. Because the Joy-Con drift problem has been, like, here for ever since the switch came out. And since there is like a class action lawsuit, like they lost. And obviously this is a very clear problem.
0: Kids can't sign the license, but that also doesn't give them the right to sue. So the end user license agreement, these things are wild and no one ever reads them. Yeah. And God knows what they say in them. I mean they they it's like we can do whatever we want, you can do nothing. And it's just the check mark. They're like, Are something. you cool with that? And you're yeah. like, next. Agree. Next. And they're like, our Joy Cons can drift like crazy. You cool with that? And you're like, next, next. I oh, w I gotta play my Splatoon. I gotta play my Zelda. Uh huh. I gotta play my Mario Kart. And Nintendo obviously knows, but
1: they're not looking to fix it anytime soon.
0: Potential class action lawsuit over the joystick drift experienced by Nintendo Switch owners has been dismissed with a federal judge ruling that Nintendo's end-user license agreement for the console bars such lawsuits. In a filing from late November, but seemingly only recently, noticed by Games Media, William Alsup, U.S. District Judges in the Northern District of California ruled that two plaintiffs, both minors, were not able to sue Nintendo because setting up the switch requires agreeing to an EULA that has arbitration and forum selection clauses. The minors and their mothers were the original plaintiffs, but after an arbitrator ruled that the mothers couldn't pursue a claim because their children had accepted the EULA, they attempted to refile the case with the children as plaintiffs. Because Nintendo's Eula, EULA requires a person to be at least 18 years old. Well, in this case, you just refile a new class action with adult buyers of the system. Yeah. And you're all set. Yeah. So I presume this is not the last that we hear of it. Because for sure we've had this in the past. And interesting little side note. I was over at the, um, the rink and I saw they had one of those electronics recycling mm. bins. And one of the kids, just curious, waiting for to get picked up by his parent. He kind of opened the lid and he's like, "Hey, look, take, look at this PlayStation controller in the garbage can." Oh. And I was like, oh, that is weird." It was like mint condition, one of those camo controllers. And I was like, "Wow, somebody just chucked that in there. Maybe it just needs a new battery or something." And he was like, "Hey, you should take it and fix it." And I'm like, "Man, I can't be." I can't be, but it was in the garbage can. It's just a little side note for you. Maybe maybe it had some Joy-Con drift going on. Yeah, thumbsticks. A car crashes through the front of a game store and trashes the place. Now this is. Oh man! Well, this is unlike the story at Von Mills. I don't. This is not uh, uh, to do with theft or anything. This is just a mishap. I presume. Says the driver was unhurt. You can see the minivan here. Maybe didn't know it was in reverse. This stuff happens more frequently than you would think. What su- what the craziest part in this case is the way the shelves are laid out and the location with which he actually and ent- he or she actually entered the space. Mm-hmm. Boom! Look at this guy. Oh wow! I didn't see even. That guy? I did not even notice the guy. Yeah. That had to step out of the way when he realized his life was on the line. Yeah, he's just he's just browsing back there. He's looking at the glass case. He's looking at the retro titles. Uh-huh. And he gets a rude awakening. Thankfully, the driver themselves was unhurt, and no one in the store was injured. Someone could have been dead in this situation. Mm-hmm. The company is called Game Co. in Joplin, Missouri, and this place was trash over the weekend when the car drove straight through the front wall and plowed through several shelves of stock, tires screeching the whole time. Um the it happened on saturday oh recent Mm -hmm. and it was captured on security camera video what does it say second time for for the second time no never mind i was looking at the tweet down there for the second time what so this happened to my local game store yesterday for the second time i don't know something must be going on the way this parking lot is laid out what how you gonna have that happen more than once damn (laughs) oh man the driver was a grandparent. Mm. Yeah, that's one of those. I didn't know it was in reverse moments. They just hit the gas as if it hit the accelerator as if they were going forward. The throttle was stuck. She told them. Yeah. Having spoken with the lady behind the wheel, Gameco staff stayed, she told them the throttle was stuck and that she had to slam it in drive to get it to stop going backwards or she would have went through the entire building. She was very shaken up and embarrassed. They told her no one was hurt and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Everything else can be replaced, but lives can't. Wow. It was one of these type of game stores that had like rare collectibles and stuff too. Yeah. Mostly like a lot of um, used games and stuff. So I guess some, not everything can be replaced, but Mm -hmm. you can try to value it via your insurance plan. Yeah. Californian pest control worker makes incredible find in. The wall of this house. This is a shocking discovery. This has made major news. Okay. I couldn't get it on my feet. It showed up from a couple of different sources. This guy, what is that? Nick Castro, is the owner worms? of what? Nick's Extreme Pest Control in California. He was called to a house to deal with a woodpecker. Instead, this is what he found. A woodpecker had gotten inside this house and he was putting his stock of I think they're I think there's some type of acorn.
1: Oh, okay. They look the, like
0: worms. In the walls. I know they kind of look like my goodness, big cockroach maggot type yeah. terrifying. But then probably he wouldn't be taking a dive in there <laughs> if that's what it <laughs> would. Well, He's up. still reaching to try to get more of them. Out of the wall, right? He cut yeah. a hole in the wall and then discovered this. He's been in the business for over 20 years. He's seen bizarre things in his career. But recently, he came across a whole new type of discovery. He's called in to deal with the woodpecker, causing damage to the siding by storing acorns in holes created on the outside of the house. He cut into the wall to remove acorns, but was met with a never-ending stream oh. of acorns pouring out. You can see it's- One a th- woodpecker? Dude, that that woodpecker, the work ethic on that woodpecker, humans could learn a thing or two. Uh Uh-huh. This woodpecker was just stockpiling, just putting that stuff away. It's uh, it's for his family. Oh, my God. I mean, how long would it take a woodpecker to even deal with that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, They just kept coming out. They just kept coming nonstop. Acorns. Were thought to be only a quarter of the way up the wall. It turned out they were piled up into the attic of the house. Opened more holes around the house. Acorns kept spilling out. 320 kilograms of acorns. 320 kilograms. You know what a woodpecker weighs? Humans could learn a thing or two. So one woodpecker. Heavy lifting. It's like a
1: a whole entire floor.
0: Many hundreds of kilograms. Now, did wow. they encounter the woodpecker? I believe so. Scroll down just a touch. We actually saw him. Oh, you got you went too far. We actually saw him. There, there when we were putting more uh, in the holes, we were putting more in the holes we created. The bird had put the acorns through the chimney stack after making hundreds of holes in the wood siding surrounding it woodpecker so mad. He came back through the attic like, ventilation no. portholes. He came back, don't touch my acorns. I've been working on this collection you for years. You don't touch my acorns. Yeah, here. grabs a gun. <laughs> well, I mean, if any woodpecker's capable of defending themselves, it's this crafty one. My That goodness. put together hundreds of kilograms. Oh, my He might come back still. They might fill every hole, fill every gap, and he's like, that's my house, not yours. Well, got to start from scratch. And that's where I store my acorns. Yeah. None of your business. Yeah. You can't just call it your house. I'm a woodpecker. I've been around. Yeah. I know the trees. I know about wood. They call me a woodpecker. Uh What do they call you? I don't hear wood. Uh I don't hear wood in your name. Lazy human. Yeah, so what? You have wood siding. Guess what? I'm a woodpecker. I peck wood, sir. Yeah, I don't know. If he does it again, his days might be numbered. Because you've got to believe this homeowner is pretty much done Uh with hundreds of kilograms of acorns in the wall, which is probably attracting all kinds of other activities that they're not in it for. Sure. Ah, what a wild world out there. Thank you very much to everybody who joined us here today. We truly appreciate it. Thank you to everybody that left us a super chat. Thank you to everyone who joins here on these live episodes, which happen at noon Eastern time every single day of the week. I know all you guys hit that notification bell. If you are wondering how you can join these live broadcasts every single time, you hit the notification bell too. And remember, if you want to watch it after the fact, these shows live under the live tab on the channel page. As opposed to the videos tab And of course you can also always catch up Via the Clips channel YouTube.com slash Later Clips Where you can digest the show a little bit differently uh, One clip at a time Thanks again everybody We'll see you tomorrow Later